Blog Talk Radio. Ibex in Lusaka, 
and they are the co-founders chairperson of Central African Media Network, commonly known as CAMNET TV. Pastor Moses, Pastor Victoria, welcome. It's good to see you. You're looking good. Thank you, Nathan. It's good to be with you and uh, the listeners out there. It's wonderful to be with you. Hi, Mom Victoria. You doing okay? <laughs> yes, by the grace of God, uh, the Lord has been wonderful. We are thankful. Hello, everyone. We miss all of you, but this is what we are talking. Amen. We have a lot to talk about. Um, you do. TV, you have a church, you are entrepreneurs, you are investors. Let's begin. I'm more interested on the TV part because of media stuff. How did this whole idea of a TV station begin? Well, Nathan, if you remember, um, the interest began when I was invited by Anchimbov to to be featuring on. Um, uh, what's that? Each time the, the epilogue, when ZNBC closes, yes. she would invite me to put the people to sleep <laughs> and uh, pray for them, quote the scripture. Uh-huh. And uh, I noticed that it had more impact on the people that would hear my short presentation of the gospel. Yes. And from there, I developed interest, but uh, to have the media, it so happened that, uh, you know, by the special grace of God, we were the first television evangelists in Zambia, if you remember, 1989. Yes. 1990 and 1991, when Mount Patism was coming into Zambia, we were already established. Mm. So when we stopped, because of the cost, because of other reasons, we still believe in God that one day we'll bounce back. And uh, five years ago, the Lord just made it possible. We'll be five years this September. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Pastor Victoria, when you were doing this, the church was already, if my memory serves me right, 10, 15 years. So the church was quite large. What type of conversation did you have as a husband and wife this new thing you were venturing into was going to have on your family life, on the church, and the entrepreneurship work that you were doing? Thank you for that question. Uh, indeed, Brother Lendai, uh, mm-hmm. um, we, we had to, to discuss openly that how were we going to balance, because it's a, it's a matter of balancing and looking at what is important in life. Yes. As um, family comes first, mm. our first calling, of course, then and now, has always been with the family, and that our family life was not to be disturbed by anyone or anything. We had children to raise. Mm. They needed to have the right set of values and they inculcate the word of God and, of course, our culture, Africa being what it is and all what our parents have handed over to us. So they said we needed to load our baton 
Yeah. So that our children, our children should be holistically brought up. And so we said, from our marriage, the two mm. of us, to parenting and now pastoring. So we said we, we, we needed to, to put that balance and make sure that nothing suffers. Mm. So because we agreed, and both of us, even with our children, because our, our children, even then, I mean, by the time we, the, the church was growing and now we anchored this TV station, they were already adults, married, with, mm-hmm. uh, even as grandchildren. So we, we even engaged them. We spoke and we, we, we are very open with each other. That's good. And, yes, and, and we are grateful. So Pastor Moses, um, talk about that balance between church me uh tv station and i know you're gonna talk about the other things that you're doing in agriculture uh let's go to the leadership of the church how did that conversation go and how have you managed to maneuver between television family life and pastoring you know nothing the bible says where there is no vision people Mm -hmm. perish yes these are some of the things and there are more projects that are coming Mm. as big as cabinets for your information and bigger than uh, people can think because these things were put in the pipeline. Mm. And so when you talk about the balance, of course it just takes a vision. You stick to the vision like Chinyo Achebe wrote a book, Things Fall Apart. <laughs> if you don't have the vision, things will start falling apart. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like we are saying certain things falling apart, but in certain, but we'll talk about that earlier. Okay, let's talk about, uh, we're still talking about CAMNET here. What is CAMNET's coverage and the reach? Um, how do people watch? How did you come up with the name CAMNET? Um, in the first place, CAMNET is sent uh, a shortcut for Central African Media Network. Yes. Uh, we had the vision that if at all there are 10 television stations in Africa, mm-hmm. this one from the Central Africa should be the number one. Wow. Even when we started, uh, Nathan, we invested in a lot of money in terms of uh, equipment, we didn't have, but if you see the quality of our picture, because our vision is not for Zambia. Zambia is a small uh, congregation. Yes. So we had Africa and the world in mind. And so the name itself suggests that from Central Africa will come a force. Mm. of the network that will be as big as Al Jazeera and CNN. Oh, wow. Dr. Kasonso, did you hear that? I love that. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> and the, 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 you know, we, we always thank God. We say, mm. come, not just another channel. Yes. I've, I've seen Christian televisions. I've seen worldly uh, televisions. Mm-hmm. Through it all, God gave us a vision. Now, talking about coverage, Nathan, you may want to know that uh, the whole Zambia, we are covering that. Mm. Uh, Last year, DSTV almost switched us off Mm. 
because uh, they said we had no numbers. And when we asked them why, they said it's too costly to host um, the station on satellite when it had no coverage. They gave us 30 days in which to put our house in order. Mm -hmm. And we tried to put the house in order. I told them, please, don't abort this baby because <laughs> it's a fat-bouncing baby. Yeah. However, after three months, uh -huh. before three months of terminating, they said we are on 0 0.05, 0 0.07%. And they said for them to carry our signal, we should push it at least to 0 0.15. Mm -hmm. After three months, we had pushed it to 0 0.19. Wow. So we exceeded the expectation. Amazing. Then we had, we had another you know, assessment. This, the final one with our technical people was on the 20th of uh, April. Mm. Amazing nothing. Take it from me, um, Camnet TV is standing on 5.65. There is no station in Zambia, not even uh, ZNBC, with that kind of coverage on BSTV and uh, Go TV. The viewership, we have 5.5. 5.65. 5 We've taken over. Wow, amazing. Amazing. Well, those of you who are listening to us on radio and you are with us live on Zoom and Facebook, you can look for the, the TV station on, on Facebook. It's Camnet TV. I always watch. I'm always following. I've even set up my settings on my phone to remind me when Frank is coming on, when the, what's the other one, the verdict is coming on, uh, the partnership is coming on. Talk to us about programming, Pastor Victor. And the national matters. And that one is crucial. I know my friends in Canada would like to zero in on the national matters. Talk to us about programming, Pastor Victoria. How, before we announce the milestone that uh, Cabinet has just had, we, we shall announce that. Talk to us about the programming. How is it structured? Well, we, we have structured our programming to suit everybody. Mm. We have uh, children's programming or programs. We have um, adults. We have the news. We have um, like discussions and, and, and just everything that, that would uh, interest everybody. And we, we have said, like our mantra, we are not just another channel. Mm -hmm. We, we have said we are going to be factual in our reporting, especially the news will not be biased. We are going to be truthful and make sure that we, we understand the power of media. Yes. And we also know that uh, if we don't handle our TV station with godly wisdom, we can set Zambia ablaze. Mm. Uh, we are trying by all means with the help of God that... Uh, we balance everything else, even in our programming, so that we may return as many viewers as possible. And as you know, media is about uh, educating, informing, and entertaining. Yes, yes. Yeah, so we are giving people um, an adulterated preaching of the Word of God and even 
uh, you know, the, the programs that we bring about, they have to build and shape a nation after God. Wow. The Bible says, blessed is any nation whose God is the Lord. Amen. We are very, very mindful that uh, it's not just about having a TV station. It's about nurturing, pastoring, shepherding a nation with God's youth, mm. whose mindset probably are not where God wants them to be. But if we could do something in helping shift their mindset as the wheels of you know, change are coming positively in the right direction, what the energy that they have, they should not take it in the negative sense, but they, they should propel themselves positively and see greatness within them because like partnership of greatness, my husband and I are always pushing this in people. Mm-hmm. Everybody should see that God created them with a purpose. And without finding purpose here on earth, one's life would just be uh, chaotic in one sense. Excellent. But the, the reason why we were born is, is to find our purpose. That's what God says in Ecclesiastes. And for that, our programming is, is quite balanced. And we keep bringing up new programs. Amazing. And also, uh, Nathan, in terms of programming, you realize that uh, our goal mm. is to compete with CNN. I think that is we have to come to I, that. I like that go. I like that go. <laughs> yeah. So because of that, when you talk about programming, we haven't finished. We haven't offloaded. We have employed the content manager now, but we started with preaching, my wife and I, and people would say, oh, is there a TV where there are just two people? Because they did not understand the vision. Mm-hmm. Now we are bringing one program after another, you may want to know that we sometimes go out of our way. Like on the 25th of May, which is African Freedom Day, on Tuesday Tuesday next week, Kamne TV has been given the permission to break yet another ground. We'll be having a live broadcast from about 8.30 in the morning to 12.30 in the afternoon afternoon from the Mukoveko Maximum Prison with the prisoners. Oh, wow. Amazing, amazing. Right here now, Pastor Moses, Pastor Victoria, I would like you to share with our viewers, our listeners, the milestone that Camnet on the news part has just experienced. Could you please make that, 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 what is that milestone? Well, uh, we owe it to the Lord because the, we, out of policy, we just said Dr. Chagwa, HH, Kambwili, whoever, Membe, Nevers, whoever is in political circles, they were made in the image of God. Yes. And so we are going to cover every person as long as there is no vulgar language, mm-hmm. as long as there is no... Um, bringing down one to lift yourself up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things we always edit. It's in our editorial policy that this is a Christian community channel. Yes. If you are going to bring stuff, you must talk about issues. So we keep on uh, removing certain clips and the news, which is not beneficial to the soul and to the nation. We uh-huh. shoot them down, and we only keep that which is right. As a result, um, the... 
the channel has become the number one news provider that when we come on at 1930, right from the president, the first lady, and all the opposition leaders, they are tuned to CAMNET because we are offering what the world wants to hear. Hmm. Amazing. So the yeah. news aspect just celebrated the first anniversary, right? It will be tomorrow. 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 We'll be making one year. Wow. Congratulations on that. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Here's one thing now, you've talked the news coverage, the way you have described it. I was just wondering, I'm like, how they manage to survive and to sustain? We hear this one has been shut down. This one, there was an issue with uh, independent broadcasting authority and, and all those things. News coverage, you will admit, Pastor Moses, Pastor Victoria, is a challenge. Of course. We, we've had the threats. <laughs> we have had the <laughs> we have had it all, but you see, uh, Camnet is not just an ordinary channel. Mm. Um, the Bible says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper." As long as the Lord is with us, we are not committing sin, but we are bringing the nation to where it's supposed to be. And this is one thing, Nathan, why we want to face CNN head on. Mm. Because there are a lot of things that are covered which are not truthful. From CNN, BBC, some they excite the people, and some they are biased about Africa, some it's propaganda. But we are coming on the block to show the world that news is supposed to be done this way. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Let me zero in on one or two of the programs that you do. Uh, National Matters and... uh, uh, which one? The verdict? That, I mean, everything is interesting to me because when I start listening, I can't stop. And before I allow my colleagues to come in and ask their questions, let me put this question this way to, to both of you. I'm listening to Mama Inonge Mbukusitalewanika on Frank on Kamnet. Pastor Victoria, I'm saying to myself, we have these brains in Zambia. Why are we where we are? Number two, I'm listening to Honorable Sichinga. Here on this show, we call him Uncle Bob. Uh, The discussion he had with him, Pastor Moses. And I say to myself, where did we go wrong? And uh, who else? (laughs) I can go on a list of guests that you've had on the show. Uh, Probably my question is, what happened to our country, Pastor? Well, um, Nathan, to tell you the truth, I think uh, for a long time the political will has been so weak, louder enough to intimidate, but so weak to implement. Mm. So when we bring the national matters, we want to talk about things that really matter to people. Yes. You know, uh, Sometimes politicians get into office just for employment's sake, just for a pajaro. They have no vision. They can't move the nation to, from level one to level two. Mm. And that is very frustrating. So when we come to national matters, we want to tell it as it is. If somebody tells me, oh, Pastor Chiruba, 
Why should I get annoyed? <laughs> That's the truth, right? <laughs> yeah. So some truths they had. Yes. But we have to bring them as they are. And I think uh, national matters is about that. Don't miss this coming uh, Monday. You'll be so impressed that Zambia's got people, Nathan, that are just there. And may God bless our nation. I'm telling yes. you, I mean, yes, go ahead, Pastor Victoria. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, <coughs> I think there's an invisible system, an invisible hand mm -hmm. that, that hates people that have got a calling to drive Zambia to prosperity and develop this country. If, if it were not so, uh, I mean, we have enough brains in this country. We have people that are selfless, people that have offered themselves to serve this country, both here at home and abroad. Mm. But each time these people come in the limelight, they are shot down. They, they, nobody wants to, to work with them. It's like they, we have this government that we know. But there's also another invisible government that mm -hmm. that things in a wrong direction. It's like if, if you want things to happen, you start going in, the, in, in, in truth, you are not going to achieve anything at all. So the, it's been so flawed and uh, uh, beaten down mm. that people just get discouraged. Mm. We pray for a day, a day when God will give us truthful leaders who will say no to corruption, who will say we just want to develop our country, and this is why now, uh, my husband and I, together with other ministers and, of course, other people who are in doubt, yes. we are always on the ground. And I really commend Ramayla Inonge, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Yes. She came very well. She came out very, very well. Just oh, like she after. did. Oh, she, she did. But that is not to say everyone in the government no, is corrupt. No, no. Mm -hmm. You know, Sometimes on every tray you find one rotten egg, but it's on the same tray. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes you, you may have these nice groundnuts, and one one is terribly rotten. Yeah, and you see the way we eat groundnuts, you just do yes. this and throw. By the time you realize, you yes, throw a rotten so one in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> Let me zero in on to something that I've observed about the two of you. I think it was this, the, the, the most recent uh, partnership of, of greatness broadcast. I'm watching you, and this is what you did, Pastor Victoria. You acknowledged, celebrated all the women running mates that have been nominated, and you also celebrated, I think we have one presidential candidate, the woman. And you are celebrating these women. To be honest with you, I'm watching and I'm saying, you see, as members of the clergy, our credibility has been questioned a lot, especially when it comes to the political arena. And there you are. There you are celebrating these women across the political parties. Yeah. I'm saying to myself, amazing, amazing. How do you manage to do that? Well, you see, um, 
God has given gifts to every one of us, both our fathers and our mothers. Yes. And um, I think for a very, very long time, probably there was, there was, there was um, a very thin line of demarcation where people took the home setting. Mm. As a, a man is the head of the family, the woman has to submit. They took it into offices, and very few of our fathers would admit that they are, they are ladies and daughters who are gifted with leadership. And, and much of, uh, uh, most of the positions in this country were awarded to men, and women would be somewhere trailing around. And let me show you with this, uh, brother uh, Nathan, and, and our, our Zambian people there. One day, my husband and I went to uh, Ministry of um, uh, Foreign Affairs. Yes. And I, I took interest in looking at all those who are served as ministers of uh, uh, foreign affairs. Mm -hmm. Believe me, there is no single woman who has served as the Minister of Foreign Affairs in this country since independence. Wow. And I, I told my husband, I said, this is a serious anomaly. Can I be the first female, you know, foreign Minister of Foreign Affairs? Yes. <laughs> and so uh, it's important to celebrate every woman and uh, uh, I, I just appreciate, and I'm actually calling on all of us women. It's always been told to us that women they don't support each other and so on and so forth. And people have believed that. But Shalakateka, the one who is heading New Heritage Party, yes. and she was blessed from our father, uh, Godfrey Meander. We, we, we said, General Godfrey Meander is, is a wonderful person. He would have looked for any other man to take over, uh, uh, you know, after his reign. But he chose that Shalakatera, meaning he did have time to introspect and say who would be able to, to, to steer this party well. And he did a very nice, he made a very nice choice. So all women, all men have got to be celebrated. And I pray to God, all our mothers, all our daughters, mm. they will look to all our female leaders as not just people who are going to be vindictive and all that, but that they are going to deliver and they will be issued and, and will be there to guide. Mm. And also, you said, how do you manage that? Mm. She's a pastor to all women. This meeting is being recorded. she's a pastor to all men. So it is easy for her to celebrate anyone because she has never received any brown envelope from her. I know, right? That's the right there. Right there. I just love and respect this. I'll tell you this, um, it's very important for us to do this because one of the difficult things, you, you've both been in ministry for years, is feedback is a very rare commodity. I want you to know that when you did that, you ministered to my heart. And I mean, you, you were going, and I'm saying to myself, oh my goodness, the negative hatred Luo has received. And here is somebody celebrating her. You know, I'm listening to you, Roger, Dr. Monsanje. Like so -and, -so. and I'm saying to myself, this woman is not just a pastor. This is a cultured woman. 
culture, the woman. Okay, let's transition. I don't know if anybody has got a question about the political thing. I don't want us to dwell on that because uh, the last remaining few moments, I want us. These two, I, I have, here, yeah, Roger. Two you see here are very passionate about agriculture, Roger, and I want yeah. to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. wonderful. Uh, I, I just want to make a follow-up question and listen to one of the questions you made. Uh, Pastor Chiruwa, uh, welcome. Uh, I'm co-host with uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan here. Uh, very, very interesting stuff you have to say. Uh, let me give you some feedback. Uh, first and foremost, uh, your goal of attaining the CNN level that tells now we shall be able to tell our own story as Africans. Mm-hmm. And our story is not going to be told by, by other, 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 other people. Uh, uh, that really um, uh, it spoke to me. But uh, I wake at night, Pastor Chiruba. So I had a question for you the whole night. I was preaching to, <laughs> to myself. And I'm going to ask you this question. By all means, yes. I'm going to ask. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, the Bible says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he is not going to depart from it. That is from the word of God. And then I start translating my own way. I do things with Pastor Chiruba. Uh, sometimes yeah. I can go uh, out of the limb. I said to the Jews, this means to a Jewish child, be the best, the best dentist in town. Be the best farmer in town. Mm. Be the best business person you can ever be in town. Mm. When I come to Africa, that is not the message the youth seem to have got. They are better being a, a, a prayer warrior or being this. And today we are experiencing the worst unemployment. And yet we have church which has so much influence. Mm. So much influence. But our continent is in poverty. Like nothing was saying, what, what is the problem? <coughs> the continent, the church, Everybody. I'm a very passionate person, as you can tell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what what is the problem? What is the problem with the message? What are we telling our youth? What is the problem? I end there. So, well, Roger, like you rightly quoted, train up a child in the way that you should go. Because I grew up in a poverty-stricken environment, my delicacy when I was growing up was in Shima with the carpenter. Trust me, I can eat that delicacy from January to December. Me too. Me too. I, I underwent that training. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of that, even in my poverty, in John Howard, my mother always used to say, you were born for greatness. Amen. She would always tell us that. Though we had the, you know, handicaps in education, we had the, a lot of limitations, finances and everything, but my mother always told me that you were born for something bigger. Let me tell a story briefly that when I was born in 1960, my mother went into coma, and I never sucked from my mother's breast until after some weeks. Immediately after, 
na ambiro kupula so nayambare i started feeding from my auntie's breast with my cousin you know but when she came around i'm the last born she said to my dad can i name this child all the five were named by my father she said go ahead. dad said go ahead and she said my son will be called moses kanchule chiluba when dad asked why moses she said you mwana wandi nga moses uamu israel Mm. That's what my mother said at best. Mm. That you'll be like Moses of the Bible. Why can't you at because if you're not a of Yafula and therefore it's just when I grew up going through Bible college that I went through the lawyers and changed the name with her permission before she died. Uh, from Kanchule, I said, My on Chinjerishina, she said, What do you want to become? I said the opposite of it. So I put Moses Kangwine Jiruwa. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Mm. So let, let me read something from Facebook here as we transition into the agricultural aspect and land ownership. The time is of the essence. This message, Pastor Victoria and the Moses, is from one of the ardent supporters and uh, partners of this, of this station. And she says, I'll say her name at the end, I haven't followed CAMNET since the HH interview because I felt like Pastor Moses was there as a TF cadder. But listening to this today, I'll be tuning in. Keep up the good work. <laughs> and uh, to answer that, Nathan, <clears throat> let me say that um, I was almost in tears uh, when I interviewed HH, because uh, the church has called HH a Satanist. Yeah. Whether they have proof or not, they would say, no, he's a Satanist. Is a what? So the question that I asked HH, where from the people from the UPND who feel he has overstayed, and some of the church. So I just took those things yes. and brought them to him. Mm. Immediately after the interview, one of the senior men in the MMB called my wife and I and said, Pastor Chula, this is the best interview I've ever had because, with the HH because you gave him the chance to exonerate himself. Yeah. But trust me, Nathan, I was insulted. My mother was insulted, my father. In fact, after HH, there was coming Kambwili. After uh-huh. Kambwili was coming President Lungu. I lined them up like that, but the insults that came on me, I said, I don't deserve this. That's how I dropped that. And the four wow. days after, HH called me, and I said, HH, are you seeing how your people are insulting me? He says, Pastor, same. Even up to now, you would say, Pastor, look, the interview meant for good. Look at what it is in our past. So the whole thing, Nathan, mm-hmm. was misunderstood. I, I want the nation to know who HH is. Yes, but I'm called the card. I said anyway, God knows, so I dropped <laughs> off everything. All right, for those that are watching or listening, just type in your search engine, Google, whatever you use, HH on Camnet. It will come up. I've watched mm. it many times. I watched it when I was preparing for this. Like I've said, I'm not. It's not a secret here. I'm an ardent follower of Camnet. I watch a lot of programs there. 
and I'm very proud of this uh, broadcasting. Uh, also, because, I mean, these two people are very special to me. I've known them when uh, we were wearing Amatolo Oshisa is the 30 or 28. <laughs> You can see Pastor Victoria is laughing because she knows. I won't ask what size Pastor wears, but that's okay. You are so passionate about agriculture, entrepreneurship, and mm. land ownership. Where did that come from? What's the deal with agriculture? Most of the people, they will tell you, if you want to speak investment in Zambia, it's real estate, or going to Dubai and China, buying stuff to come and resell, and uh, uh, okay, let me ask this question, and then uh, oh, what should I do? No, let me stop myself there, uh, Doctor Kasonso. I'm sorry, uh, Doctor Kasonso. Very quickly, ask your question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Pastor Chilova and Pastor Victoria Chilova, uh, for appearing on um, uh, this syndicated program, and uh, I'm very impressed with the work you've done. I was one of the young people that used to watch those epilogues uh, before the national anthem. Hmm. So uh, I have observed your 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 presence in Zambia's public life uh, for many years. It's like a guy who comes in and goes out of faith, and then comes in and then comes out of something big, and then goes in and comes out. So uh, it's very impressive to hear the development of this network. Uh, and I've been following this conversation, and I wanted to zero in on uh, two points. Uh, uh, so the first one <clears throat> is something very profound that um, Pastor Victoria has alluded to as an invisible hand that drags the nation in a wrong conversation or in a wrong direction. And I think when she was talking, uh, with my uh, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual tenants, I could relate with that. It's like the nation is on this trajectory, and then something drags the conversation in a totally different direction. The invisible hand that the state woman has described, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, is actually a potent concept that we can explore further. But I wanted to ask both of you on that uh, question, that's the first question, uh, to what extent does the lead guy that we appoint play a part in that? Isn't that part of uh, failing to hold the deck of the country? Uh, you, you, you probably raise him, Maxwell, say everything rises or falls on leadership. So to what extent does leadership fail to hold just the wheel steady, steady to head, to, for, for the nation to head in the direction it should go? That's the first one. The second one is about your editorial policy. You, uh, Pastor Silva, you have told us that um, uh, you, of course, uh, you sense a language based on Christian values. Uh, but the purpose of political parties is to bring down one so that they can promote themselves. And you had mentioned here that uh, you make sure that whatever they are saying there is not intended to bring down one. And uh, no, um, it's not yeah, uh, how do you hold that delicate balance? Because if I were HH and I came on your network, wherever I am in uh, access to the public, I want to tell them how poor the Lumo leadership has been. And definitely that, that will involve, uh, you know, 
describing actions that shouldn't have been done, that's the opportunities that were missed, and that is bringing someone down. And if I am on the side of uh, President Longo, what I want to do is to make sure that the well, people don't well, even give us ear. We're running president. out of time. Let him respond to that. We are running yeah. out of time. So, okay, okay, so the question there is how do you hold that delicate balance uh, in political discourse between uh, conversations that bring down another and conversations that should be kept in equilibrium conversationally? Well, Dr. Rakos, uh, to begin with, I'll answer the, the second one, then come to the first. On political balance, I don't think it's fair for somebody to just come and say, these idiots have failed. We have got to get them uh, out. We should come because we have something. One, the guy is not telling you what he has. Two, he is not pointing where these people have failed. Mm -hmm. You see, and also the opposition to the, maybe the leadership, uh, the current leadership, just saying, no, these guys cannot do anything. You know, you are bringing somebody, you have not given him a chance to prove himself. You know, it's very easy to demean my capability. But uh, when you come to opposition, I've always said this, I've got one of my friends as a preacher in Uganda, and he came forth to Dr. Mseveni. Uh, he, he doesn't call, like calling himself as opposition leader. He says, I'm an alternative leader. Mm. You know, <laughs> I'm an alternative leader to Mseveni. So if you are going to tell me the things that you have, I'll vote for you, not just saying fuel is too high. Of course, fuel is too high and everything. I lived in a time when we used to buy bread at 7 in way, 13 in way. This is not the case. And no one can tell me that they will bring that down. So if there is no substance in the news, my wife and I, we promise you, we'll bring it down. Let there be substance and let there be a building. Everything falls and rises on leadership. It's very true. Um, being privileged by God that I've saved Dr. Kaunda, Dr. Chiluva, uh, President, uh, not so much of Rubia Banda, I didn't go to State House during his reign, but uh, Levi Mwanawasa, uh, Michael Chilufiasata, and this one, on a personal level. I've come to realize, uh, Mr. Kasonso, Dr. Kasonso, that sometimes the people around the president, they are the one who mess up the leader. Because each one of these presidents, when I sit down with them and tell them, from Dr. Kaunda, Dr. Kaunda is still alive, you can ask him what he told me. He said, Pastor Chuba, I wish I had known before, I, I wish I had known you before Mount Patism. People come here, they drink tea and they tell me lies and they go out and my leadership is wasted. He's listening to this by God's grace. So, when things are wrong, you know, I think for me, the people around the president, sometimes they don't have visions mm -hmm. and they don't even know what to say, what to do. As long as they've got jobs, as long as they are getting paid, they don't see the problem that people go through. So as a leader, you have an advisor and is not advising you everything in the Buana, everything in the Buana. You fall in the ditch. 
Mm. And that is the problem that I've found. Mm. Yeah. Great question, Dr. Kasonso. Thank you for that, uh, Pastor Moses. Uh, let's talk about your passion for agriculture and uh, loan ownership. Mm. Where did that start from? What? what? <laughs> What's going on there? My, one thing I'll tell you is I'm happy to hear that you have this passion because uh, I don't celebrate pastors who just speak in tongues. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> well, two years ago, my wife and I started looking at where have we gone wrong, Mueleta. As a nation, everything we touch, Africa that we've done this. So we sat down and we looked at copper and agriculture. Yeah. Copper, thank God for what it has done, but it has left us in debt. Copper is like a marijuana or cocaine. You always <laughs> go back to it, you are addicted to it. So when we looked at agriculture, simple mathematics, nothing. Yes. And these are things that I've sat down with the Jews, the Indians, the, uh, the Egyptians. Simple mathematics. If you have one hectare, we have crops that we are advocating now, which can give you about 1.5 million kwacha per year. And 1.5 million kwacha, if you divide that per month, it will give you more than a general manager can earn. Mm. And the, I said to my wife that I think the best way to go is agriculture. And when we put the figures together with the economists and everything and the crops that we'll be <clears throat> talking about on uh, the 28th, I can assure you we have projected between eight, 8 to $12 billion in terms of agriculture per year. Wow. And Zambia is a small economy. And that 8 to 12 billion dollars will not be with the, the government. No. Mm -hmm. You own the land. I own the land. If you make $17 million, she makes $20 million, it will be in our account. All the government will do is to just tax us, go and pay the soldiers, and go and pay those people that feel they have no future. <laughs> The issue of land, Pastor Victoria, is, is critical in Zambia. Uh, it, it's become complicated with the current situation or prevailing atmosphere for somebody to acquire land. Uh, how are you using your leadership and influence to, to try and resolve this matter? Because it's like one of the, I don't want to say cases, one of the, the, the challenges our country has is to prefer a foreigner over our own. We are reversing that, but later on, we are reversing that. You should be on the ground and get the right information. Because I know that Zambia is a rumor-mongering country, mm. and God has to deliver us. Especially our brothers and sisters in the diaspora, you don't have much of what is obtaining here because when people are uh, giving information, it's yeah. half baked and, and they, they also have an interest to eat just to discourage. Nevertheless, first, my husband and I, we, we, we have been, you see, when there's a crisis, any crisis that arises, 
and you are, you are all just mourning and whining, pining over the same thing without looking for solutions. You are all done. So we ask the Lord, what is the best way that God can help us to, to help that our Zambian community and our people, especially the youth, should be able to have land? And God started talking to us about uh, land empowerment. We looked mm -hmm. at the Chinese that have come from everywhere, like locusts or migs, to come and get our land. Mm -hmm. And we said, each one of us has a village where we come from. God has given us grace to, to be in, you know, in very good terms with all our chiefs. So we have, my husband, uh, not maybe two, three years ago, he went to address the House of Chiefs and presented this one, that please mm. stop giving land to foreigners. Where they are coming from, they have their own land. If mm. we give out land to all the foreigners, what will we and our posterity have? So empower Zambians, where a foreigner comes, we know the poverty issues in this country. And when, when you, you have to identify that if you get your 100 million quarters or dollars, very soon you will have sold your land and probably died and you squandered the money. And I must tell you, something very unfortunate happened the year before last. Yes. Because of this same love for money, brother Kama. There's a family that come around, uh, they come from um, uh, Kawerulo. A Chinese approached them, and they sold the whole village unknown to the headman, including a graveyard. Wow. Graveyards. they sold wow. out. Yeah, ancestors and, alive. Yes, and, and you said, this is a taboo. So we had to petition government, the Minister of Land, she had to go in there and salvage and we said, what manner of love of money is this? What is that? So we started going forward and we said, this is not going to happen. So we said, that is the first point. The second one is the, 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 the rate of unemployment in mm. our country. Yes. There are so many that have been trained in so many fields. Drama teachers, nurses, doctors, from as far back as 2012. And they're not employed. And we are saying, why should we just have this block, you know, mind of thinking the only jobs that we can do are white-collar jobs? Are we not able to do a, a, another thing we've got, you know, inbuilt strength within all of us? So let's go to the land. And now we started exploring the, the, the crops. Mm. We started talking to agronomists. We have professors that God has given us who are very endowed, very learned. And we have a conference. Uh, this coming week, from yes. the 28th to the 29th. Uh, and we said, can we be able to put up some, we've held them in the past, and we said, let's be able to, to direct our country in the right direction so that people go back to the land. It is mm, that's true. Go back to the land. Because people, had, our fathers hadn't been doing hard work and so on, whenever they went there, because they were just waking up to go to the office. If you go back to the land, but had we taken time to say, what did it really mean? By now, like all other countries, we will have gone into exporting these high-valued crops. We should have been bringing so much money and wealth to our countries, and we'll have, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the, the last time probably we sat with President uh, Lungu, we, we had to tell him, 
we need to empower our own people, financially, economically, women, children, adults alike, men. Let's build a country where schools are within proximity. Mm -hmm. Clinics are within proximity. We need craft centers, skills training centers, because there are places up until now where a clinic is 27 kilometers away and people are dying on the way. Women are birthing children under shrubs and all sorts of things. So we said, please, God help us. And it, it's been widely accepted, Brother Kama, and all our brothers and sisters listening to this. We know that there's a paradigm shift in our country, and we are all going to get, even if it's one hectare, one acre, two, whatever, we are going flat out, and the next millionaires, billionaires, are coming from agriculture. And so we are asking all of you out there, be a part of this. And the other thing, Nathan, it is not just creating employment. Mm. In agriculture, we have worked out any youth, any youth with one hectare of land, mm. can be able to generate between six to seven thousand dollars per month. And this is what we are proving to the nation. Mm. And the government has bought into it, and you keep on hearing the results. Mm. But we have just come up with well calculated things, professors. Who are, major, who are major authorities in mm -hmm. Africa when it comes to statistics, mm -hmm. to economy, mm -hmm. and all of them, we are surrounded by professors who said, Pastor Chiluva, this is the way to go. And this right. is a game changer for our nation. Excellent. Well, the Terminate uh, Agribusiness Conference is coming up next weekend. Like I said, please go to the Terminate TV Facebook page, it's easy to find it. All the information is there, and uh, we encourage everybody to participate and get engaged. Pastor Moses, Pastor Victoria, we shall have you back again. I do thank you most sincerely on behalf of your Zambian family in the diaspora for taking the time to talk to us and to share your heart and your journey and your family life. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. May the Lord bless all the Zambians in and outside Zambia. We remain indebted to you. Thank you for fishing us out. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Yes, everybody listening, that was our show. One announcement before we go. Please note that the 2021 inaugural Zambia-USA Business Conference is coming up August 27, 28, 2021 in Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, those in the United States. Even those in Zambia interested in coming, you can join us. Uh, the website is there. It's zusbc.com, and that is the website. Thank you, everybody. Let's stand by. Coming up is Open Forum. Have a great weekend and a great week, and uh, the Lord bless everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, baby, you manipulate. Oh, baby, you manipulate. Oh, baby, you manipulate.
There was some Uh, but it sounded uh, 
so 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 balanced. Uh, uh, we ah we, we show in, in love. Yeah, welcome. Uh, I was away. I was I was away for about how many weeks? Two weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Two. Two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Three. But it looks like two years. Okay, okay. So you meet me. That's why that week. I had COVID nineteen. Uh, positive tested positive. Uh, was I very very sick? That's no, not, not very sick. Mm-hmm. I was keeping my temperature at uh, one point uh, quite uh, high. Um, but other than that, my son also had it. He never got sick. My wife who had um, uh, all the vaccinations. Uh-huh. It was time for her to save us, uh, you know, like we were in a hotel. So it was uh, all plus plus everywhere. Yeah, where are my guests today? I've got uh, Dr. Casoso and my good brother, Chasaya. Uh, please, um, uh, Mr. Kobina, allow Chasaya and Dr. Casoso to, to come in um, because, again, uh, this is a political season in Zambia, so we want to, to start looking at some of the political items, uh, what is happening in, 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 in Zambia. And all those who are joining us, if you want to say something, please raise your hand. Probably we'll let you in or you just open your mic and you have something to say. How is Toronto? Well, water is fine. It's actually water, I always tell you. It's an hour away from Toronto. But I guess Why don't you just get over it and say it's Toronto, we forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> like someone telling you you live in the, the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> no. You it is another country. I understand your I understand your pain. Um, to me, each time I look at someone who lives east, they live in Toronto, whether they like it or not. Anyway, my friend, how are you? Toronto, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, how are you? Yeah, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, Quite a little also, bit you went through. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, um, it was uh, it, it was interesting. Uh, let me say the the, the list. Uh, but uh, like everyone says uh, about uh, corona, coronavirus, mm-hmm. it, it, it affects a lot of people in a very different way. So I'll probably not say I had the the, the worst of it. Um, I was. What, what else can I say? What else can I say? Sick here and there, but other than that. Uh, I was counting on the seventh day. That's when I'm supposed to go either in coma, taken to hospital, but that, that didn't happen. So I was happy about seventh day, eighth day, ninth mm-hmm. day. I started making phone calls. So I'm okay. I'm alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on today's uh, uh, broadcast today, we want to look at uh, what is uh, happening uh, in the Zambian news story. So we hear the young man uh, is finally released. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that uh, that, ex- that exp- uh, expression. Um, but I guess the first question is, why in the first place? I don't know, Nathan, if you got what Pastor Chiruwa uh, had to say. Uh, he said, if I've got a name then someone says, now what a How does that one become a crime? I know, right? This, this I heard that. Probably yeah, this is a, uh, he, he, was, he was in reference, I think, to uh, calling some of our leaders when you call 
when you call on them, they've done something wrong, it becomes a, a, a crime. Josiah, your thoughts, first and foremost, on the release of uh, uh, Nawa. You, you've been a proponent, you've been writing uh, uh, a lot on, the, on, on this. Mm. Well, first of all, it's good that um, he's out. And then secondly, <laughs> he shouldn't have been held um, in, or he should have been incarcerated for, for that long. It's um, yeah. a human right. Typically, the law states that within 48 hours at the most, if you get a suspect, if the police arrest him, they should either charge him or release him. But what happened is it took 14 days. And I won't go into the merits of whether that video he insulted the arrest. No, there's no need. Yeah. There's no need. Yeah. But it's just that there's no way you can arrest you know, somebody and then say you're investigating. It just, it just shouldn't happen. It's actually a disgrace to the PF government. This, and it's not the first time it's happened. It's been happening. No, no, no. And that's the thing. It, it keeps happening. And yes. we have to tell them to yes. stop it. Yes. Stop it. That's not the country that we deserve. It's not the Zambia that we know. They have brought a lot of alien things to our country. And for those who have grown up on the other side, and when I say the other side, I mean those who have grown up from the Kaunda days, we've gone to the Chuluva days, we've gone mm-hmm. to the MMD days. We can see the difference. I think for kids who have grown up for the last 10 years, they, they haven't seen anything else. They think that's normal. And it is not. It's unacceptable. The law should be applied equally to everybody. Roger, a quick add-on to what Chasaya said here is that the basic, the, basically the point here, like what Chasaya said, is what Pastor Chiroga said. Now, somebody just telling you the state or the situation in which you are in and you, got, you get upset with this person. What they were trying to do with Simovita is to send a message or a signal to him, to threaten him, to silence him, and all that. Those are politics of 19, I don't know. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Movita now, the first one was this boy. What is his name? I've forgotten his name. I had it in mind. Uh, was the first one. Yeah. Uh, they, they are they arrested also for defend for so-called defending uh, the, the, the the president. Um, the thing, Chataya, is that they they think they a, a government can do whatever they want to people. Um, all our constitution constitution rights we have, they can be thrown through the window, throw people in jail. And nothing is happening to them. And I think why it's become sad because they have intimidated a lot of our citizens. They have intimidated a lot of people. And called them mm. to positions yes. where, and it's yes. understandable because uh, what they have done is whatever you say, if you've got a business, we're going to come after you. If you have a practice, we're going to come after you. If you go to school, we're going to come after you. And they forget that there's Zambia uh, is a multi-party democracy. And you cannot do that, and we should not allow it. This is not normal. It is not normal. They arrested Slutateari again for defamation. Again, the demerits you know, are not for us to discuss, but again, they, he had to stay there for eight days. Eight solid days they were mm-hmm. investigating. I take a different route if you saw what happened at the, um, the time when uh, Chishimba Kambui was joining back. Uh, there was violence there, and innocent Kalimanshi was beaten. 
the police also arrested him um, for, I think it's um, other defamation case. I, I, I don't know details, but for him, it just took four days. Yes. Fellow Kadas said, if you don't take him out within four days, we're going to act. You know, I think two, three, four days he was out. Now, if it was any, mem any other member but, you know, from the ruling party or from the opposition, typically that would have taken I don't know how many days. And, and that's a practice. It's not the first time it's happened. It keeps on happening. And we have to tell the police, uh, the police, right, the IG, that this is not the Zambia we know. And we won't stop. It, it's unacceptable. It's a gross violation of human rights. It shouldn't be done in the first place. It, should, it just has to stop. And the other piece, too, even with Mubita um, now uh, coming out of the cells today, we have to ask the question, who is responsible for that injustice? People who is responsible? That's the question I want to Not just end there and say he's out. No, no, no. no, no. Questions have to be asked. No, no, no. Making these decisions, yes. like, I really would like journalists in Zambia to be going to the IG, asking the questions, like, who is responsible for hurting these people? Who makes these decisions? Yes. Who is responsible? And those people, oh, some of us are UPND in a way, you know? So, I don't know. This is where. After you. But some of these things, whether it will take 10 years, whether it will take like a so so, it will take, uh, I don't know how many years. Uh, ID Kanganja, for instance, uh, the Attorney General. Yes. Someone has to answer. Someone has to know that these actions may be nice today as soup today, but time is coming when they are going to answer some of these questions. Thank you, Roger, this morning. Um, first, let me uh, say thank you to the Reverend for that program we just had with the pastors, uh, 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 Moses and Victoria, uh, um, and to learn about what they're doing was uh, just an incredible piece of uh, insight, and it was a great show. And, thank you. And, uh, thank you for that. Yeah, um, when it comes to what happened to Nawa, I've followed his page and the things he says and his uh, proactive uh, positions in trying to engage and debate with um, uh, the PF platform to promote an alternative government. Uh, what they are doing to him, it's an odd uh, Zambian uh, way of handling people with a more active and uh, uh, more active and, and, and vibrant ideas. It's bullying, you know. They they they're just bullying. Them. Um, mm. uh, but you know, um, jail is overrated. Uh, jail is not uh, a grave. You know? So uh, you know, trying to use that instrument to bully your fellow citizens. It's not a constructive way of governing. It's actually bad governance. Yeah. Uh, bullying citizens is uh, bad governance. Uh, so what we need to quit in our country, even if we bring you the UPND in the, in the office, if we are lucky in, in August, we expect certain changes. Uh, but unless you restructure the use of power... I like you know, that. Bullying I like that. Is, is also going, it can be expected to continue. I like um, that. I, I, I like that. It's not appropriate. It is not uh, constructive. And it shouldn't be done, uh, bullying citizens. Mm. But just a word of advice and caution to the people who are playing opposition politics or who 
uh, are like us who who are critical and pinged on the desire for excellency in the belief that we can do better than what we are doing right now and willing to speak about it. We should be willing to spend uh, several nights uh, behind bars, and being behind bars is not a graveyard. It's, it's not fun, yeah. It's not yeah. fun, yes, but it's not a graveyard. You know, you have to be able to stand up for your ideas. You have to stand up for your prayers for the country. Mm-hmm. Prayers are not just done with words, with actions of what you're willing to suffer for what you believe in, and the brighter day will come. You see, um, this is what um, uh, uh, the, the, the Reverend Victoria Shilova referred to as an invisible hand that controls uh, the, the discourse and it takes it in a, in a different direction. It's like the things we agree on on paper and the things we are doing behind closed doors are very different. So it's a lack of transparency, lack of seriousness, and just bad governance and bullying citizens, and it should not be accepted in a civilized society like ours. If you are online and you want uh, to say either something, some uh, question, a comment, uh, raise your hand and we, we, we are going to, uh, to see. We are, are grateful. I don't know if we should be grateful to government for releasing our, but we are still mad that you held an innocent, yeah, the, the, the merits or the demerits of the case. That's not what we are talking about, but you violated his constitutional rights. You are supposed to charge him within 48 hours, according to our constitution. That case is bailable. You should have charged him. For not charging him, someone has committed a crime. That is just a fact. We should all accept and agree someone has committed a crime. Next, Kanduluo appointed as a VP uh, to the president. What's up with that? We'll discuss next. <laughs> Professor Kanduluo has been officially named as the running mate for President Lungu. What does this mean for the August elections? What impact will this have on who wins the August elections? All these questions will be answered by the end of this video. The announcement of Professor Nkandiluo as running mate has come as a huge surprise to many of us because many people find a lot of her political statements and her time as Minister of Higher Education controversial. She spearheaded the removal of meal allowance for students at the University of Zambia and CBU for students under GRZ sponsorship. On another occasion, she closed down the University of Zambia and CBU indefinitely. That indefinite closure hurt a lot according to many students that were affected. When you compare her performance as Minister of Higher Education with that of Brian Mushimba, you can clearly see that Brian Mushimba performed a much better job than her and related very well with the students. I wonder what President Edgar Lungu had in mind when settling for Professor Nkandiluo. I honestly think that Doris Ailea would have made a better choice than Kandulu assuming he only wanted to pick a female for the job. I think President Lungu's choice may even cost him the election. Over the years Nkandiluo has lost popularity at least in my opinion. Many people consider the nomination of Nkandiluo as a joke. Lord Wapi has even started a viral meme challenge called the Curtain Challenge based on a long curtain-like face mask Nkandiluo wears on her face. What do you think? Isn't Kanduluo a good choice for vice president? Are you going to vote for President Lungu because he now has Nkanduluo by his side or are you now going to vote for someone else because you don't like Nkanduluo? Let me know what you think in the comments section below. For now we wait for HH to announce his running mate on Wednesday. That's it from the animated update. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> 
we are clever people who are able to put up uh, something uh, on uh, on Google and tell the story since uh, people don't want uh, uh, live individuals talking about these things. So they, they've done it. Then can do Luo Nathan appointment. What say you? The first thing that came to my mind is he's, tra- he's still trying to maintain that component of having the women constituency or electorate into his corner. But uh, the issue is it's not just a woman, okay? It, it, it also matters who that woman is. I like that. I mean, it, it, what's her like track that. record? What's her track record? Um, what's, how, how, what is the general? You see, public opinion you can't ignore. I keep hearing this statement about not only uh, Professor Nkanduluo's nomination as a running mate to President Lungu, but on a lot of other issues, Chasai and Dr. Kasonso, everybody. You know this. People keep saying or make this statement that uh, people on Facebook don't vote. Okay. To me, it reflects that you are totally disconnected with the era in which we are living in. It's yeah, the era of social media. Take it or leave it to your own detriment. Things are being moved and engineered are moved via social media. If you ignore it, it's your own detriment. That's what I would say, Roger. But otherwise, I think he wanted to still keep the women electorate into his corner. But it's not just a matter of choosing a woman. It also depends what type of a woman that you have chosen. Chasaya, Nathan uh, says uh, it was also uh, an issue of public, public, public opinion. The president seemed to be uh, uh, suggesting he doesn't care what we think. Mm-hmm. And I think for me that was the, the worry uh, when he says he doesn't care. Um, he should care. Um, he should care. A running mate in our current constitution means... Uh, in the event of something happening to the president, she uh-huh. becomes president. We, we have that provision now where we don't yeah. need a by-election. So effectively, she becomes the head of state. Dr. Luo has been very divisive. Uh, her, her track record in the various ministries has always been about what I decide as the minister goes. Uh, she presided over the uh, situation where in the 90s when she was the Minister of Health for MMD, um, Doctors wanted certain things done, certain conditions done, and she refused. And, and they ended up being fired. A lot of doctors at that time then went abroad. If you come recently when she was Minister of Higher Education, she presided over the cancellation of new allowances, and that's a big deal. She presided over her idea of having unions, actually cancelling unions. So. Wherever she has been, she's not been a figure who wants to bring people together. It's always been about my way and very divisive. During the Shubi by-election, she mm. uttered very tribal words that today, to, you know, indicating that um, how would you feel for a Tonga to come and inherit a visa a chieftainship? I mean, really, Prime Minister saying those things there on video. So. For a president, a president is someone who brings all the centers together, left and right. A president should be that kind of person, and she is not fit 
for the presidency. And Mr. Longu should care because that's the person who, in the event that something happened to him, mm -hmm. should carry the hopes of Zambians. And Zambians right now need hope. Dr. Nkandulua does not inspire nor bring hope. So, Dr. Kasoso, uh, 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 as outlined, we'll go point by point, those uh, items. Why, why, why Dr. Luo should never have anything to do with the vice presidency, and God forbid uh, anything happens to Mr. Lungu, uh, she becomes president. There is, there is just no way. Number, number one, let's, let's go one by one. And, and go slowly and, and nicely. Kesaya uh, talked about the issue of the tribal, which are on tape, by the way. They are on tape. He says, me a visa or me a bemba, a tonga cannot come there. <laughs> to me, Luo is a practicing tribalist. You cannot be a president of any country under the sun. Maybe if you are a, a practicing Ku Klux Klan at night, people don't know. But we, you are on tap of dividing huh? one group from another. Right there, Dr. Kasoso, you are disqualified from being president of Zambia. I sympathize with your position on that issue. Before uh, <laughs> we talk about why Kanoluo um, should not qualify, uh, let's talk about, let's speculate uh, why she ended up being the choice in the thinking of Mr. Lung. Um Mr. Chasaya has uh, uh, said something very important here, that the president should care yes. what we think should care the opinions of his own people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if when it comes to this president, I have said, and I'll repeat here today, he just doesn't care. He just doesn't care. Why is it that every time he's going to appoint uh, a vice president, the person who should learn how government runs, the person who should practice making important decisions, the person who should take the country forward in case he's dead, why is he always going to Nakuru? He doesn't care for the country. You know, Kanakuru, the old woman, the old women that he is, is a pool of old women that is selecting this uh, future president of the country for Zambia from. They are tired. They may have been brilliant in their heydays. They could have helped the country in one way or the other. They may even have a track record because if you live on X for 70 years plus, there is something that you can do with your life. So the track record, it can be viewed from a positive or negative perspective, or you can cherry pick and just pick the positive elements. But my concern is this desire and this passion uh, of taking not the young women like Dora, or the young women like other other lady, young ladies, you go and pick to Nakuru. You know, to go there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me let, let me complain. Let me complain on this point. It reflects the ethos of how he thinks about the future of the country. Okay, that's a good point. Is the future of the country in these old, tired, recycled politicians? 
Where is the promotion of the youth? Aren't there women among the, the, the younger folks who can focus on the future of the country? That is my problem, number one. Problem number two. We are complaining that Luo should have not uh, had a place anywhere near there. We well, have to understand fundamentally what the Patriotic Front is. Patriotic Front, as a party, in our politics, in our political space, the leader of the party determines the dominant group that, pro that pushes that agenda. The Patriotic Front was started by Michael Sat, Elisa, among the members. So the Patriotic Front is essentially a visa project. And you have to go back how they appointed Lungu and some people who were influential in that project, including uh, such as uncle Mr. Chuan and others who were influential and behind the closed doors. Lungu was a compromised candidate for them to avoid the tag that followed the UPND, where someone inconspicuous in the UPND said, only a Tonga can succeed Mazoka. So they definitely avoided that because they know they, they are grouped by themselves. They can't govern. They don't have the numbers. So they took a, a, a form of a puppet in a party of the visa members, and they appointed Lungu. Now, Lungu uh, has been has pushed, is pushing his luck into a third term. He is just returning the power to the people that gave it to him. In a party, he should have had no place to be the leader. And he was just a compromise candidate. So why Luo is because of those elements. Uh, if you go to the most vocal PF uh, uh, pro uh, 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 pro propagator, you go Kambwini. Kambwini is not a Mbavi. Kambwini is not a visa. If you go to GBM, GBM is not a visa. If you go into the pocket where Michael Sata came from, there is nobody with the pedigree understanding as law. Now, that's where we come to what is the essential element of law. Tribalism, as I mentioned on this show, tribalism, particularly the Zembavisa tribalism, he takes up the lion's share of the, the political space in our discourse since independence. Lungu Abwese Shef Yamaka. Kubabi Sabe Neva Kanduluo, yes, tribalist. She says, no, campaign And they've been campaigning like that since independence. Why is it a miracle today? And why, you know, and that's how they win It is a miracle today because mm -hmm. she wants a national post, which requires a mother, a father, who will have an interest, at least who act as having interest of all of, all, of, all of us. Let's go to the uh, next question. I don't know who uh, Roger, understands Roger, can I come what in, please? Roger, can I come yes, in? Yes, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, some, so, some of us, we have been advocating for long time for even uh, to save you uh, from this headache. If you have listened to some of us, you would not have had uh, this headache of uh, this, uh, our current uh, administration picking the wrong persons and not having a vision for the country. We've been advocating for him. If it was up to me, I would have been, the, uh, uh, President Lugdo would have been impeached long time ago. You know, for a leader in 2021 to come and make a, a, a comment, Bomani Boma, for those who follow 
uh, uh, news in Zambia. Boma ni boma. For a leader to come and make that comment, you know that uh, he's not, uh, he does not care about uh, uh, the rest of us. He does not care about the taxpayers. Only, you know, uh, when he threw uh, Daniel, the ambassador, from uh, United States, uh, from, uh, uh, from Zambia, and the, the, the only country, the only country that have thrown American, and for us who are here in this country, this country has its own problems. But when it comes to advocating for human rights, and our president go and throw uh, Ambassador Daniel uh, foot out of that country, and you know for, uh, uh, for someone to be an ambassador, what they go through, you know, to be proof. Uh, sometimes the Senate have even earrings uh, to make sure that guy is uh, upstanding with, uh, with the community. For our president to throw <laughs> him out and to come and choose... Uh, you know, this president, you know, for, for us not to have this kind of co- uh, uh, frustration, we need to vote uh, the PF out of the system. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You, you, you're welcome. You're welcome. But you're, uh, that's a, 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 a very, very point. We, we continue where uh, Dr. Casoso uh, left off. Uh, which is the issue of the visa and the Bemba. I don't know if Jasaya, you understand it well. Uh, apparently, again, there is a recording or a write-up, and we know, uh, and if you remember, when GBM uh, resigned, it was uh, the visas, they wanted to dethrone uh, the Chitimukuru of, of, of the Bemba. They wanted to install, install their own, and apparently it was the brother of uh, Luo. The, 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 yeah. yeah. How does this play out? Like I saw very, very briefly. I don't know if that's how you want to take it. How does this thing, number one, there are two things here. There are two things here. Number one, how does it play out? That is number one. Do the members just fall along? It's a new thing which has come. Oh, by the way, one to the Swarovita will fall. Or you think the... The, the, the Chitimukuru, we will know that this lady coming into power, I might be inviting problems. Yes, you're right. Okay, okay. let's, let's, let's uh, go and then you come. Yeah, I think I'll, be, I'll be very brief. Uh, Dr. Soto seems to know a lot of historical background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I think for me, um, I'll take it this way. There's a sense of, um, and you may quote me, uh, that... Uh, it's a perception that I've received from uh, some of my Bemba-speaking colleagues about their sense of entitlement, that you know, whenever um, a president or someone through the country is being appointed or being elected, that they have to have a say. And that's where typically most of these tribal countries have come from, that you know, smaller tribes cannot rule. To the issue specific about the, the visa um, Bemba, uh, with regards to the installation of the Chitimuku in 2013, when uh, uh, Mr. Lungu was actually Minister of Home Affairs, and from what I recall, Dr. Kanluo was Minister of the House, I think, this chieftain, I've forgotten the specific ministry, but basically responsible for traditional chiefs, um, it came out, yes, that actually um, her brother was, and I don't know the, the lineage, so I'm saying, 
I have to be careful what I say, like how the, you know, the, the, the whole Timoku lineage goes, like who, who gets what, which side of mm. the here, because I think there seems to be an interconnection there. So from what I gather now, initially the Timokulu said that uh, he didn't know about the appointment, but it's turned out that actually he was consulted. So there seems to be, have been some healing there, I think. Um, but going forward, what's really saddens me is just how this affects the future of the country. And I didn't know until now how some of the presidents have come to power. It's not actually people voting, but there have been people behind the scenes connecting these dots. And that's how now I've learned not to be emotional about this because actually most of the elections, I think a significant portion is not what the people wanted, but it's actually those group of kingmakers, so to speak, did. And that's why we are oh, in yeah. the now. Oh, yeah. Sadly. Sadly, yeah, yeah, that, that's that, that's true. But, but, but also, your, your, your take, how should the uh, uh take this uh, tour of diplomacy we hear, which has happened, uh, the rulers of this world have gone to, to the palace there to go and make up things. Uh, forget everything which happened in 2016, it, it, it didn't happen. Uh, There's confusion in the house. And that trip should not uh, be taken lightly. Uh, you know, if there wasn't a problem, uh, that trip would have not been taken. Uh, now, because there, there is palpable discord, that trip was taken. Our prayer is that they do reconcile. But what we do have to do as, as citizens... I don't, know, I don't know about that prayer. Anyway, anyway go ahead. Yeah, what, what we do have to think <laughs> about what we have to do, particularly for your party, is to point out that in Kanduluo, uh, you know, I, I like one guy who posted on Facebook, who I respect very much. I will not mention his name because I didn't seek his permission to publicize his opinion. He said, an educated tribalist. He's still a tribalist. You know, um, the, the, the thing that we have to be concerned going forward is that the Lulu, the, the, the Lungu Lua ticket is, is a northeast, is a northeast ticket. And we know from history, from the history of the country, that that, that, that corner of the country, that's where all the president, ex, the president with an exception of one, come from since the founding of the republic. Mr. Shim has mentioned on uh, the impact and power of the power brokers, who determines who sits where and who goes into uh, the power. But what we have to be concerned about is the unity of the nation. Nkanduluo mm -hmm. is not an instrument of unity. If it is here in the United States, that appointment would have been withdrawn just yes. because of the statements she made. Exactly. Uh, which, which uh, even on my Facebook page, and if all over the internet, uh, you know, she, we are one Zambia because a conglomerate of villages and the tribes decided to come together and form the union. Mm -hmm. And clearly, unequivocally, the other half, in terms of holding the national deck, has been completely excluded. And in Kanduluo is a vocal instrument that speaks of perpetuating the exclusion of the other half of the country. When she mentions the Tongas, the Tongas have got cousins, the Tongas have got even also their coalition of people that they work with. So 
If I was in Zambia and I'm campaigning on behalf of the UPND, the campaign would be very, made very much easy. In fact, yes. I would go to Lwakula. Yes. I would go to and she is a road and an instrument of division. And in my estimation, I don't know I've been away from Zambia in a long time. Uh, but just based on social media comments presently, and the way the environment, the situation was, she was one of the most unpopular human beings you could ever come across. And I don't know how it's going to take that highly educated woman. And education in Zambia is prized in clothes. But when it comes to the public forum, it's frowned upon. Zambians don't like highly educated people, generally. And we are very suspicious of them. And partly, I used to think that um, uh, that was her problem in those days because having too much education and stuff like that. But, you know, if you analyze her personality, she is quite crude and, and mean in certain things she says and the way she comes yeah, out. Yeah, that yeah. Rubs people, that rubs people the wrong way. Uh, now, my most serious concern about this kind of law is a track record. Yes. Gandulo has been part of nearly every cabinet in the last 30 years. The major problems of the country, Gandulo has been in the cabinet of various governments that have created the problems for the Republic of Zambia. She was in the cabinet of the Republic of Zambia. That retrenched our parents, closed down the companies, and sold assets for a song. She was, in, she was even in this cabinet that has borrowed the entire national war chest on constructing monuments across Zambia, and they call them development, while people have no jobs, and, 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 and the, the industries are not there, and the economy is in the ICU. Gandulu may be an expert microbiologist, and uh, finally we have uh, uh, drugs that we can use to curb the immunizations of HIV, AIDS, and stuff like that. So there's been breakthroughs in our field, but in the, in the pocketbook issues that matter, Nkanduluo is a non-entity and should not be anywhere near the deck. She does not understand money and she cannot help them. language. And talking about uh, uh, you, you, you know when I think about uh, the, the, the new allowance, I'm thinking about um, uh, th this young man from Tinsari, this young man from Kaputa, the only money, like also, the village, Tasaya, can afford to put together for this young man, for this young girl, is the bus, the bus money, transport to go to the University of Zambia. That is the only money. A lot of our, a lot of our, our, our people coming from the villages. I know our relatives like that who had never seen town before. The only time it was time to, to, to come to, to town, it was Kuyaku University. And the village had to sell a chicken here, had to sell something here, just to come up with mm. some money for transport. And that is a kid, like that is a child. You come as a minister to say, I would rather buy a plane for the president 
I would rather buy a V6 for the minister rather than allow the kid who has come or barefoot from Tinsari to have something to eat. How mean can you be? How mean can that mother be? And like I've said, like Asomso, I hope we in the UPND will take care of this issue. Not that one day. Uh-huh. We, we, we need to make sure this lady, as the, as the American way, she is disqualified from holding office. We have to do, we have to do that. I, I don't know about the disqualification or how Zambians do that, but what I can say is really, again, to remind people the importance of the new allowance. Um, if there were statistics being done on the impact of that issue, uh, the discontinuation of new allowance, I am very, very sure that there are a number of young men and women whose education discontinued out of that decision. I would like to know the impact, because certainly, as you said, most of our families right now, and we all have family in Zambia, where the only money that the family from the village can afford is just uh, money for transport and going forward at all. To school, they give us allowances. So you can really see the impact of that. And bear in mind also that some of that money actually has been used innovatively by students because of poverty levels to also help support people at home or their small families or brothers. So the impact of that is what worries me. And it, it really tells a story on the, the, the death of human capital in Zambia right now. It's quite a sad story. I don't know what got into the government's head to come up with that because ultimately they face a collective decision, but that to me speaks about Nkandulu's heart. She passed through a system where the Zambian people sponsored her education. It was fine mm. for her. She Good cannot point. give the same chance to the youth of today. And, you know, whenever time comes, history will judge it very harshly for that decision. I, and to continue on that, she went like in that video they, they, they said shut down uh, copper belt university for four four months and it took mushimba to come back to sit with the kids so they can talk how mean can you be how mean can you be it is time to take a million. How does that mathematics look like? I want to know. And you see, to Chasaya's point, let's, let's, like he, Chasaya's pointed out about the issue of disqualification. The way we disqualify people in Zambia is through the ballot. Let, let's, let's go, let us get disqualified by a track record. One of the issues Chasaya mentioned was when she was Minister of Health, remember? when the doctors were fired, and a lot of them, actually, we had written about that. Okay, now. Uh, when the break. doctors were fired, and a lot of them, that was the time a lot of them actually, uh, what do you call it, went out of the country, right, and decided to, to migrate to all the parts of the world. Let us get disqualified on a track record. It, it's very simple and plain. And the people, uh, like we say, the people are not stupid. <laughs> Yeah. People remember yeah. these things. People are not stupid. 
They remember well, these things. Well, again, that is a disqualification we are talking about. This yes. is what the appeal we need to go to the people. This person does not qualify to to this office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That way, when they are making that final vote, you see, I'm trying to get yeah. uh, Sangwa and his colleague Aaron Inambi next weekend. Watch this space. We shall yeah. have Sangwa here next week. Uh, let him come to talk to us on why do the courts fail to bring these things to, what's the word? Logical conclusion. Yeah, logical <laughs> conclusion. Thank you, Kanawe. <laughs> like what happened in, is it Malawi and Kenya? Go, go, Where go, they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Go, go ahead, Makatoso. And then we, we, end, we end with uh, uh, this year's election. Uh, election. How is it? Turning, how is it turning out? Just uh, think about that. Like I, told, so I don't know if you've forgotten your point. Well, no, I haven't forgotten my point. When I was listening to both by Reverend Naimov and Josiah on uh, the track record Yavankan law, track record Yavankan law uh, can be summarized in two ways. Ubutani no kubi pomutima. Ubutani no kubi pomutima. Tete muvule umuntu mutani. Me, I don't know that, Roger. Why is it that these people, don't forget that. No, we are talking about Generation, why is it that the people who benefited the most from those free policies and those policies to promote their capacity are the ones who are inhibiting mm. the future of this country by not promoting, by not empowering the youth with the same opportunities that they enjoy? And that is the case here with Vamayua, uh, uh, Professor Nkandulo. Ukubi pomutima nungutani, titifiteke yo. Before we switch, I think as media, if we could figure out a way of being able to bring some of these people on and then uh, <laughs> these questions, because what happens is that we are here on radio, we are discussing all these, and to us it is plain. It is very simple. It's not, you don't even need 10 minutes to think about it. But when Ngabarima compound, there's things that she's telling them. You know, so, but we have to That's be a good point. Nobody brings this to the light and say, hey, even whether it's ZNBC, CAMNET, or whatever, just come and say, okay, let's look at your track record. I so like that. Office from this point to this point. Can you defend yourself? And if we are saying that we are on the side of fairness, then... Even a criminal, even a mass murderer is given his day in court. So if the day in court is just the election day, then what we say, I'm, I'm scared that it will fall short. Because how many people have we seen who do not deserve to hold public elections, and yet they keep getting voted back in? Whether they are yeah. voting legally or mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they are still holding office. So we've got to also find some background, backway things, you know, but to be, to, to be able to get to these guys and begin to, if nothing else, we just hold a pure, hey, guys, here is this person's record. We can hold it high out of their own voice because we ask them in person the, the, the critical questions that we all know already. 
and give them their day in court, so to speak. You know, the, the, just to comment quickly, Roger, on that point here, Alan, you know, we try our best to bring these people to this forum so that they can come and speak their position or defend their whatever. You know, how many times do people say, yes, Roger, and they, on, the, on the day of the <laughs> interview, they stop responding to your messages? Do you but, know how many times the, in the, the past the, two the, months? The, the, the point in answer, though, uh, yeah. which Brother uh, 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 Chad here has brought, is uh, yeah, it is tough to bring a, a lot of this, uh, these people. But we are going to try from now on mm-hmm. to make it an issue best. This one, I did this. I'll be promising more you. I thought you were going my wife, my fish, and I don't I like the to come on radio. Right? Like, MMD, as, as, as crooked as they were, they were always available to talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but come to PF, pushing me Very, very, very quickly, uh, uh, gentlemen, here, uh, as we come to wrap up our, 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 our show, there's a lady here, she's forgotten she's wearing a. a, 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 a and how is this election that I are playing out? What, what do you think in your own view? First and foremost, what we saw in Lusaka, the escort, the big escort of, of the UPND leader. How, how is it just coming out? Anyway, go ahead. I think for me, I care a lot about the future of the country. And I think that uh, if the country is not redeemed in the next five years, it's gone. I, was I agree with that. To, I was speaking to somebody who's a very prominent business person in Zambia, very, very prominent. They've been able to bring in investments. They've got businesses. And they're saying, as we see it right now, the next five years, whoever comes into power, even if it's the UPND government, they will have a lot of work to do. But there will be a window of change because of good. Yeah. If it's the PF seeing, as we have seen, there's no track record of having an idea of how to get this country out of the mess they've first of all gotten us into, Zambia will be gone. Zambia, as we know it, will be gone. Speaking to the filing in of nominations, you can you could tell between the two, the PF and the UPN, they just... One seemed very disorganized, somber. The other one seemed energized and organized. And I think that should be telling to anybody who sees uh, the neutrals between the two. You should be, it should be telling. That too should tell itself. I heard someone say that um, you know, people came from all over the country, so that was a fake crowd. And I think it's, to me, I see it. If people came all over the country to pull up such a crowd, he talks about organization. 
And two, it tells you that that individual is supported by the whole country. You can't bust people from nowhere. So, but at the end of the day, it's really all about the Zambia that people really care for. We want a Zambia where there are equal opportunities. You don't have to have connections to get a job. A Zambia where there are enough drugs in hospitals. A Zambia where there are opportunities for the child that yes. is born today. So a Zambia where fairness and equality before the law can be applied to everybody, irrespective of where you are, your FDD, your UPND, your PF, your MMD, a Zambia which is just normal. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, the Zambia back is also, uh, uh, Dr. Pat, I don't know if it was uh, you, we, we, we had the KK where we lived, all of us, we were in, uh, in fear. You could not mention KK's name because we were told KK, along Fabuchi Wumba, we were scared. Then came Chiruva, we were my land here. We were a happy country, we could talk again. And when they push Chiruba, Chiruba is like, uh, it, it is, uh, I don't know what word, uh, uh, democracy. Let them talk. You are going to, you are going to, to, to jail. Dr. Kasonso, finally, as, as we come to an end here, if you saw what happened at Mulungushi fighting here, if UPND was a stock at a stock market, those would do business. Probably the stock has gone up by 200%. How do they capitalize now, here, before, before, before the price goes down? How do they capitalize here, now, and move with this momentum? Uh, quickly, uh, they the, uh, the capitalize two things. Every 10 years in Zambia, since Chiluma, so they should carry that momentum advertise, talk a lot about the future of the country, show mm -hmm. the citizens that we, our country can do better. Prove to the citizens that our country can do better. That is, I think, how to capitalize on that. We have talked to them about uh, building a trans-regional coalition, but the PF is running into a headwind. This headwind is being in government for 10 years. People have had dreams about PF, had hopes in PF, and now the 10-year period has passed. Do they, have they realize those dreams? Let people think about that, and they'll cross the line. They'll get the 130,000 people they needed last time. Wonderful. Bakari, you are listening. If you have connections to the PF guys to come and uh, present uh, themselves here, uh, some of us, we are not uh, staying shy or staying in the middle as we, uh, we just want this uh, bad government to go. I, I will not even lie. I'm Fox News now. Uh, so have a good weekend. Come back next uh, next week. We'll be loading our, our programs every, 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 every Saturday. Probably some, some of the Sundays. Probably some of every day. Because Kanduluo yeah. uh, to me is going to be a personal project. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you. Have a good weekend, people. Thank you. Thank you.